0: Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano.
1: Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by EcomC, the place of everything related to Amazon AVA prior level and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of EcomC, your host, and today we'll bring in our special guest. Her name is Emma, and she's the co-founder and CEO of Marketing by Emma, which is one of the top agencies in the space that I know that specialize on everything that has to do with branding and listing optimization. Before actually going live, I was talking about how important is not only the listing optimization that we always talk about, like the keywords and all of that, and the tools, but actually how you embed understanding your customer avatar, the branding behind your product, and make that part of your listing so that's something that i'm very excited to discuss uh, with you emma today and before that you know i want to welcome you to the show and it's a pleasure so how are you doing
2: i'm doing great thank you so much for hosting me i look forward to diving into the world of branding and listing optimization
1: very exciting yeah i know branding is something that i feel you never really end up Covering the whole thing is like there are so many moving parts, and I'm sure today we're going to be learning something new from you. And, you know, before we dive into all the technicality of the topic, I think what would be very interesting for our audience is to learn more about you, like how you jump into the Amazon space, or made you basically found your company marketing by Emma, and then we can go from there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. So my husband and I started Marketing by Emma in 2016. Prior to that, I had been working in various businesses doing marketing and sales. And we were contemplating what to do next and wanting to find something that would give us more flexibility and freedom. And honestly, when we first started, I envisioned this being something that I would be doing on the side, you know, that laptop lifestyle of working on the beach, working a few hours a day. That's not really how it panned out. Uh, (laughs) I, I guess the good and the bad is quite soon after we started our business. Uh, the, the Amazon space is pretty interesting and word travels fast. So we yeah. did some good work for some people. And before I knew it, I just I can picture this day so clearly. Uh, we sat down on the couch to answer some inquiries. And I don't think that we got up the ca- off the couch other than to eat and you know (laughs) take care of personal needs for a few days and it was just like whoa what is happening here um is this something that we want to grow and hire a team or do we want to just be really selective and ultimately we decided let's see where we can take this and so we started figuring out how to build systems and processes and What tools to use and hiring and training and all the things that go with that. And now fast forward, we're approaching eight years and it's it's been a lot. You know, the Amazon space has changed a lot, but the core the core remains. And I think the core will always remain. And that's why I'm really excited to be talking with you today about branding and sort of the bigger picture of how to position both your individual products, as well as your business as a whole, because those are such important foundations that when done correctly, can really help inform every decision that you're making in your business and set you up for long-term success rather than just being a flash of uh, quick growth, but then, you know, the, the flame dying out quickly, which Ultimately, we, when we're growing, we want to be able to sustain what we're building for the long term.
1: Yeah, that, that's such an amazing story. I actually remember when I started my journey as a seller, I, I recall you guys like booming out of the water. Like suddenly everybody was talking about Emma and and, and the top agents in the space when it comes to listing optimization. I even remember using some of your content for my myself running. So yeah, very good. Oh, and well, cool. I, I have seen your journey. <laughs> so I just wanted to give you congrats on that.
0: Thank um,
1: you. Now, tell me a little bit about why you decided to go down the route of specializing on branding and listing, and maybe not, let's say, PPC. Like, why? Why you think listing uh, optimization branding is so, so important nowadays when it comes to well, synonymous?
2: Yeah, I'm a big believer in recognize where your skills are and where you have mm-hmm. something special that you can contribute. And so, I've always been somebody who is a strong writer. a very curious and observer of the world and of people. And it's, I think that just lent itself to the copywriting, the creative strategy, the vision, all the vision that goes along with that side of the business. Of course, these two things go very hand in hand. And I suppose we could have decided to venture into PPC and and all yeah. of that world, and we've just decided to really lean in on where we specialize and yeah. um, and. and that you guys did amazing,
1: so I was yeah. a good decision. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it's there's. I think there will always be a pull at some stage in any business where mm-hmm. you have a choice of do you continue to focus on where you know you are great or are you going to start expanding out and trying to do Mm -hmm. as much as possible? And there have certainly been a number of times where we've had those conversations of should we also offer these services? And at the end of the day, we always made the decision that we really want to be the best at this. And Mm -hmm. in some ways that would almost be a separate business to add in. Something like PPC. It's a totally different structure. Yeah. The way that you manage everything. For sure,
1: for sure, awesome. Yeah. Now, um, at the beginning of the episode, um, I briefly mentioned like understanding your customer avatar. I, I think that's also something that people hear a lot, but from having conversations uh, from different, you know, clients and going to events and so on, people don't really know how to figure out what is the avatar of their niche, right? Uh, I'm sure this is something that you must do on a daily basis because if you're trying to, you know, uh, create this um, listing for your clients that try to communicate on the same tonality, trying to use the same uh, kind of terminologies to try to create that deep connection, you really need to understand deep down what is like that customer looking like in terms of the niche you're trying to sell to. So maybe let's start uh, for all the listeners and the ones watching this episode, like how you start by identifying your, the avatar that you're trying to serve. Like, what are some of those initial exercises you would give us an advice? Yeah.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. so the biggest roadblock that I see with doing this effectively mm-hmm. is I think this fear that is very normal to have, but is not serving you as a business if you hold and lean into this fear, which is that if you are narrowing who you're selling to, then you're going to be missing out on your full sales potential. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense why you would feel that way, because obviously, if you feel like a large pool of anybody between the ages of 18 and 99, who's living anywhere, who's interested in anything, could like your product, then narrowing that down and saying, I'm really going to focus on people who are between 28 and 35, who live in large cities, who are highly educated, you know, and starting to to narrow it down, then that might feel like you're you're actually turning sales opportunities away, you're turning potential customers away. But in fact, the opposite happens, because we need to remember something very important. Amazon is, and and I'm talking Amazon, but this really applies to wherever you're selling, whether it's your own website or whether it's on Walmart or any other marketplace, which is that customers have a lot of options. And so you need to give them a reason to choose you. Some of that reason will be created by your product, especially if you have some new innovation that is different from what else is active out there. But a lot of that is actually going to come from how you position your brand and the customers that you're targeting. And so if you're just trying to speak to everybody, then you're really going to water down what you're saying. You're going to dilute your messaging and you're not going to be as convincing or compelling to your potential customers. And so a customer avatar is a great tool to be able to do this because it is essentially building out a full profile of who your target customer is. And you don't have to choose one. It's You can definitely create a few of these and it's it's normal to have a few, but you want these to be very, very specific so that when you read that customer avatar description, you instantly have a picture of that person in your head. And so then that's going to help you decide Social media platforms you should be in, the kind of language you're using. It does so many things. So, how do you actually do that? How do you choose who your customers are? That's, that's, uh, there are a few elements that go into that. So, one is thinking about who are, your competitors customers. Is there any overlap there? Are you wanting to target and win over some of the customers that perhaps they're not serving? So a great place to go and start to do some investigation for that is your customers reviews. A lot of times we're looking at customer reviews When it comes to the listing optimization stage and identifying what are those things that we can be talking about that we either do better or that are are being ignored by our competitors. But those are also fantastic places to listen in on your potential customers and to understand what they're talking about, how they're using this product and the way that they are Engaging with a a similar product, so that's a great place to go. Social media is also a great place to go. You have TikTok, you have Reddit, you have Quora, you have Facebook groups, you have YouTube, you have so many places. Reddit, I don't know. ChatGPT,
1: maybe if you know how to use a ChatGPT, I bet you can use that as well. Yeah.
2: Well, (laughs) and what ChatGPT is great for is, let's say that you're wanting to look at these reviews, or you're wanting Mm -hmm. to. Uh, digest a lot of um, content Perfect. from Reddit. You can feed that into ChatGPT and then ask it to tell you what the biggest highlights and takeaways mm-hmm. are. You can even ask it to build a profile of those people based upon the information that it is reading and and analyzing. And so, yes, ChatGPT, BARD, any of those AI tools are really going to help not only speed up this process but identify certain connections patterns that you might have trouble doing yourself
1: awesome now when it comes to of course identifying your your customer avatar i'm sure you're gonna then fall into a canvas that you have to follow like specific type of keywords specific types of tonality but at the end of the day we know that when it comes to amazon something that's very important as well is the what the keywords are actually bringing us sales, right? That's when we do reverse in our competitors. We try to identify where the keywords were there on page one. And we're trying to, what I'm trying to get with this point is that sometimes it's tough to keep a balance between having a listing that is very efficient when it comes to getting rank and getting exposure, but at the same time conveying that a, you know, tonality and, and communication style that you want to connect with your avatar, right? So I guess, what is your advisor? Like, how do you keep a balance between, you know, not fully going all the way, only focusing on your avatar, but at the same time having a listing that is Amazon-friendly, so you get, you know, rank, exposure, and all that, yeah.
2: Fantastic question. One of the misconceptions is that if you just have the keywords in there, then that's enough to Mm -hmm. index and rank. But ultimately, Amazon is more sophisticated than that. And they want to see that you're actually driving sales that you are aligning with the keywords that you're saying that you align with. So Obviously, that's very good for us as both yeah. customers and in competition with other people, because if you could just put in whatever keywords you want, right. whether or not they're related, then every single product product mm-hmm. uh, search results page would be a total mess and really exactly. stressful and overwhelming. So yes, keywords are important, but you never want to lose sight of the fact that you're needing to convert people into customers. And so if you are prioritizing SEO over conversion, then you're really going to run into an issue. Something great is that Amazon is also expanding our ability to uh, incorporate keywords into the back end of the listing. Okay. So it's even taking some extra pressure off of how and where to include the keywords in the front end. So they just expanded the yeah. uh, back end search terms field. And that's huge. That's essentially giving you even more room to feel less pressure to always be putting the customer first. So you want to be looking for those keywords that are highly relevant. You want yeah. to be looking for those keywords that are that have high buying intent. And then you want mm-hmm. to be thinking about how can you incorporate those keywords into the content of your listing in a way that is going to read naturally and is going to Uh, And is not going to create any confusion or bulky, you know, making things too wordy. Essentially, anything that's going to make the customer have to work hard. Anytime that you're asking a customer to put extra effort into understanding something or finding the information they need, that's creating an extra bit of friction, which is going to then increase the likelihood that they're going to... Abandon your page and go to a competitor and buy from someone else, which, of course, we do not yeah. want.
1: <laughs> yeah, you mentioned there's something that is super important, which is the relevancy of the keywords, because I strongly believe like uh, relevancy is key to you know have the high conversion. High conversion is highly uh, connected to uh, organic ranking. And, and basically what I'm trying to get with this is like, sometimes people also struggle to find what are those relevant keywords, because nowadays you have so many tools, you have brand analytics. So sometimes it gets overwhelming, like what are actually the most relevant keywords I should have on my title, on my bullet points, my um, my end, and so on. So what is your take on that? Like how you keep a balance um, from avoiding having so many keywords and then losing really a track of what are the actual keywords you must have in your listing? What is your advice on that? Yeah.
2: So in some ways, it's almost the same type of mindset that you need to bring as we spoke about with the customer avatar, which Mm -hmm. it's really easy to convince yourself that a lot of keywords are relevant and that you should Mm -hmm. be focusing on, but you need to be really honest with yourself about what is, if somebody is wanting to buy my product, what Um, are they going to be putting into the Amazon search box? to want to find me on a search results page. That is going to to determine relevancy. And so one of the ways that you can do that is once you've done some preliminary research and you have a list to work with, if you're trying to figure out, well, what am I most relevant what what which of these are the ones that I really should be focusing on? Some of that is actually going to Amazon and doing the searches for those different keywords, seeing what comes up, and seeing how you fit in. So yeah. this might, I think, uh, an example might help make this a little bit clearer when we're talking about relevancy. Let's say that you are selling um, an under eye uh, patches for uh, for wrinkles. And this is a product that is meant for more mature skin. Uh, it's something that your customers are probably 40, 50, 60 years old. They're primarily, um, you know, they have some expendable income. They really care about high quality ingredients. Yeah. So if you are looking at your search results page and you see anti-aging skincare. You might think that that is a relevant keyword, but there are a couple of problems with a a keyword like that. One is it's very broad, so it's going to incorporate a lot of things. It's not super specific to the exact product that you're selling. Another thing is is that anti-aging skincare might also include skincare for people in their 20s and 30s who are trying to prevent the development of wrinkles. But once you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you already have wrinkles. So then you're trying to to minimize their appearance or make them go away.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. And so under eye patches for wrinkles would be a very highly relevant keyword because somebody searching for that is going to be wanting a product like yours. Another keyword that might fit into that would be something like remove wrinkles for under the eyes. So they're not necessarily searching for eye patches, but they're looking for some kind of solution that's going to help um, with that. So that's how you begin to think about those things. And then, of course, tools are also going to be a great asset in identifying things like where there might be lower competition, so higher opportunity okay. to um, more immediately and organically rank higher, and lower um, lower ad costs, and all of those things to be factoring in as well.
1: Yeah, and something that I also been noticing is like <laughs> Amazon more and more they get getting into basically an area where they don't like like um listings with a lot of text like we see how listings are getting shorter the same we're seeing across like top competitors are using less bullet points and all of that um so in some uh, categories the search times have been removed so it's like they're giving us a a, a hard time to really uh, optimize our listings so uh, based on this like what is your take from your experience uh, when it comes to keeping a balance be- between having as many keywords as possible, but also try to play the Amazon game. Like, w- what are you seeing? Like, do we need to go more towards being more simplistic uh, based on the results you're seeing? Or you still can get away by leveraging as many characters as possible? Or, what is your Yeah, great
2: that? question. Definitely when I first started, it was, if you yeah, were using 500 characters per bullet, yes. you would fill that
0: up. That is not
2: the way that things work anymore. And it goes back to really being mindful of what is going to serve your customers best. Because, for example, the bullet points are meant to be call outs for the most important information so that customers can say, yes, this is the product that fits what I'm looking for or no, it's not. And I'm going to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so if your bullets in particular are very wordy, it's going to be hard for customers to do that effectively. And like we were just talking about, you do have an increased space in the back end to incorporate those extra keywords, but you also have plenty of other space. You have your title, you have your description you have the a plus content um, image keywords so we have a lot of different fields that we can use to incorporate keywords and so there shouldn't be this sense of pressure like you don't have enough room it's very rare that we find situations where we are having to go extra wordy to incorporate the the necessary keywords it just awesome. it's if you're really clear about relevancy and the words that you're targeting then that that will go a long way. It's when people start thinking like, oh, and this, and that, and yeah. oh, but also, you I know, know.
1: It becomes under eye
2: patches, gifts for <laughs> Mother's Day. Like what mother, yeah. I don't know that a mother wants to be told that she has wrinkly under eyes.
1: No. <laughs> so, anyway. That's good, that's good. Um, now, when it comes to listings as well, something that's very important as well is placement, right? Uh, And I bet you get this question all the time, like, where do I put this keyword? Because we know depending where you put the keyword, it might have a different impact in terms of ACO, and it may even affect conversions, right? So being said that, like, what are some of the things you are doing in terms of placement that you're leveraging in terms of maybe strategy that you're seeing also bringing uh, good results? Like, is there something um, different you're doing besides, you know, playing mainly with the title with for the main keywords or things like that? Like, what's your um, what are you seeing lately in the Amazon space when it comes to that? Yeah.
2: So you're going to notice a pattern of what I say, which is that you really want to be thinking about the customer. So when it comes to your title, for example, you need to be thinking about what, what is my like most important, most highly relevant, highest opportunity keyword that I'm going to be going after. And you need to put that in the beginning of your title because that is going to be the thing that is going to grab a customer's attention to signal you were searching for this and this is the product that you can go that you mm-hmm. should be going for and so that's really critical to making sure that the right kinds of customers are actually clicking into your listing and essentially if you're not able to do that effectively then none of the other effort that you're going to be taking matters because nobody's exactly. going to be seeing it. So you need to really be thinking about how to position your title in a way that is going to be uh, signaling to your customers that this is the product for you. And then from yep. there, um, it, it's, I, I think the main thing is just being very clear of what keywords you want to be using. I think we can get overly obsessive of like, well, this Mm -hmm. keyword has to go in exactly this place. And I don't necessarily see anything super compelling to say one way or the other. Have you seen data to suggest otherwise?
1: Um, so, we have seen because we use, for example, Data Dive uh, that gives you like the listing ranking juice, which is something that came up uh, in terms of figuring out what are the keywords that have a good search volume and relevancy, but not a lot of people, for example, are using it on the title. Therefore, in instance, given the fact that not a lot of people are using it on, on the title, uh, you could get potentially rank on that page one faster. So, that's some of the things we, we've been seeing. But when it comes to bullet points and other things, yeah, we're not seeing a huge impact. It's mainly on the title. Let's say you figure out a term that is like the typical loophole in terms of a keyword and not a lot of people are using the title. If you leverage that, you, you're going to rank better because you're having the title compared to Absolutely.
2: competitors.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, now, the final thing um, I would like to touch on is split testing. Because, you know, um, especially with Amazon releasing the experiment tool that you can split test, you know, your title, bullet points, uh, images, um, A-plus content. But I, I want to stick mainly around the, the title and the bullet points, right? Because I think given, given the, the topic we're covering, which is, you know, understanding your avatar, then doing the copy around that, I think it... it, it a lot of people may have the question, like, once I do the perfect listing on the first go, which I always think it will never be perfect, it will, it will keep evolving and evolving, how often I should do that? Because it could be a week, it could be a month, it could be six months. So based on your experience, like, when do you think people should start uh, split testing their copy and how often?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so just as important as when and how often is how. So you want to make sure that whenever you're doing split testing, that you're trying to isolate uh, one variable because otherwise it can be really difficult to identify what is actually, what does the data that you're getting mean? And so something that would be worth testing might be switching out one keyword for another in the title, but not necessarily changing other parts of the title. Or perhaps you want to be testing the length of the title. So does a short and compact title perform better for you mm-hmm. or in your category than a longer title that's closer to 200 characters? So being clear about first what you want to be testing is super important and may also influence how often and um, and how frequent, or those are the same thing, when and how often. So other things to be factoring in to determine when and how often are, is there a level of seasonality to your product? Okay. Are there trends that are happening in your particular category that are going to influence buyer behavior? So are there things going on in the news or TikTok or um in pop culture that are going to create new keyword opportunities that might influence the way that you are um, like the types of pictures that you're using. So there's a, a lot that's happening that if you keep your finger on the pulse, then you have an opportunity to be ahead of your competition and to stay ahead of your competition. And so anytime that there's something like that, that might be happening in your, that would be, related to your category, that's an opportunity for you to be looking at your listing and see, are there some things that I might want to be updating or testing or changing? And then similarly, when it comes to how often what the frequency is, that's also really going to be dictated by what's going on. And also in your category, some categories are a lot more dynamic, especially the ones that are very highly competitive. Uh, very saturated markets. There's a lot more that's always happening. There's also, uh, unfortunately, one of the downsides of doing a really great job with your listing optimization is then that also uh, invites people to copy you. So even if if you're great, you might need to be changing it up and testing new things because suddenly you have a bunch of people that have copied what you're doing and what made you great is no longer a differentiator. And so... It's really about making sure that you're, that you're staying up, not only up to date, but very aware of everything that's happening and so that you can act quickly to make sure that if you have an edge already, that you can maintain it. And if you don't have an edge, something happening could be that, that thing that you've been waiting for to finally build that momentum and really soar to new heights with your business.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for those tips. So, yeah, I think that will cover. I mean, a lot of the things I had in mind to, to go through, which is, you know, the avatar, how to find the keywords, how to basically position the keywords across your listing and split testing, which I think is what everybody should be doing. Um, but yes, other than that, I want to thank you for your time, Emma. I appreciate your knowledge. And as I told you, I follow you from the very beginning. So uh, your content is great. And before we end the episode, I just want to give you an hour minute or so so you can, you know, invite our audience to reach out to you. I know you do a uh, services that support Amazon sellers on, on this field. And yeah, feel free to... Uh, what you got for us, yeah?
2: Thank you, yeah, so almost all of these topics I have videos on, so if any of these things you'd like to go a little bit more in-depth, I just recently started a new YouTube channel, uh, Marketing by Emma, so I'd love for you to check out those videos and uh, geek out with me on all things branding and marketing and e-commerce. I Also, we offer a free listing analysis, so if you've heard all of this and either you're thinking, I'm pretty sure I'm doing it all right, but I'm not sure, or I feel overwhelmed and I'm not, yeah. I'm not clear on what to do next. If you go to our website and fill out that form, we'll follow up with you uh, with some things that you can implement into your listing yourself, or if you would like our help, we would be happy to uh, help you figure out what, what you need to do to take your business to new heights.
1: Thank you, Emma. So, a pleasure. Uh, looking forward to having you in the next one. Yeah. Thank you, for Thank
2: your time. you
0: so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website. At www.ecomc.com, where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.